Hey, so this podcast is all about team building. And so I know that you are probably here because you're thinking about hiring or building a team, or maybe you've even started to do so, but still have a lot of questions about how to do it the right way. Growing your team is a huge step. Even if you're just thinking about it, I applaud you. And also, there are a lot of things that you might not even think about that can be absolutely disastrous for a newly growing company if you don't know that you need to be aware in advance. So I created a guidebook for you. It's called The 10 Pitfalls of Growing a Creative Team. And that's gonna help you avoid the things that can wreak havoc on your business if you're not careful. Things that I really wish someone had told me when I first started growing a team. It's a free guidebook, so you can download your copy right now. Just click that link in the top of the episode description, or you can go to hannahbjorndahl.com slash guidebook. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-J-O-R ndal.com slash guidebook. Hello, my friend. Just checking in with you. How are you doing? You may have read today's episode title and felt some mixed feelings about it. The topic might make you feel a little guilty, maybe sad, maybe you're feeling overwhelmed, or maybe, hopefully, you're even feeling hopeful. The end of the year and the start of a new year for a lot of us is a time to hit the reset button. It's a time to take a step back and reflect and set goals for the new year. But a lot of times, maybe you can relate to this, when you sit down to do that reflecting and goal setting, there isn't really a clear path or framework for resetting in a way that actually makes a difference long-term in your business, which is why you end year after year feeling burnt out. So I'm talking about that on today's episode, but also starting in a few weeks, I am sharing a five-part series called Refocus. This series is going to walk you through a few foundational business strategies that I personally use in my business and that have made a massive difference. So look out for the Refocus series, and now let's go to today's episode. So here we are in December. I asked you before, how are you doing? Are you filled with passion and excitement about your work? Super excited to use all this extra time on building your business? Or are you ready to crawl into a hole, stuff yourself with leftover Halloween candy from October and scroll Instagram until you cry about how you need to be doing more with reels? I know I have been in both of those situations. So where do you land on that scale? I'm really hoping you're more on the excited, passionate, free time side of things, but I also wouldn't be surprised to hear your vibe is currently more still in my pajamas at 9 p.m., eating my 14th fun size Milky Way and complaining to my husband about how I refuse to dance for my followers on Instagram. Has anybody else been here? Well, if that second one sounds more like you, all joking aside, then today's episode is for you. Let's get started. I'm Hannah Bjorndahl, and you're listening to Everyone Wins. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by all the things you think you should be doing in your business? Like you have a million amazing ideas that you know will make your business better, and yet you can't seem to find time to even accomplish one of them? 
Do you feel frustrated, disappointed, and maybe even a little bit guilty that you haven't reached that next level? I remember feeling this way too. And I have great news for you, my friend. It doesn't have to be that way, which is why I'm so glad you're here. Everyone Wins is a podcast for business owners like you, smart, successful, and passionate about your business. I'm here to help you achieve your best and most fulfilled life, one that is free from the burdens of all the shoulds and laser-focused on the things that will really make an impact, both on your business and your life. This is what burnout looked like for me. I woke up with an anxious feeling in my stomach every day or nearly every day and getting out of bed felt painful. While waking up early has never been super easy for me, I used to wake up with a feeling of excitement for the day ahead. Now I was just waking up later and still struggling to get going because I didn't want to go to work. I was terrified to open my email and when I did, I'd get lost in my inbox for hours getting little to nothing done. I was dreading shooting wedding days, which made me feel guilty because I wasn't excited and I felt like I should be. I lost my passion for what initially had made me feel so happy and fulfilled, and it started to feel like just a way to get a paycheck. I was uninspired by the artistic creative side of the business, and I couldn't even imagine working on a fun creative project outside of work for clients. Not only because I was unmotivated, but also because I had zero time. I couldn't step away from work. I felt like it was constantly surrounding me, which affected my relationships and ability to leave work at work and enjoy my life, which if you also work from home, you know it's really hard when your computer and your work is just a few steps away. For the first time maybe ever, I felt like there was no option for me to slow down or take a break even when I needed it. This was such a dark, lonely, and exhausting place to be in. I don't wish that on anyone. But to be honest, as bad as it sounds, as I just shared this story, I didn't really think that it was that bad while I was in it. Isn't that crazy? You just heard that list. But I didn't think it was that bad. A lot of the negative feelings I was having, I just assumed had more to do with my personal life or maybe my lack of time management skills or that I just needed to have more self-control or get out of bed earlier or whatever. I didn't realize that the problem actually started with the fact that I was burnt out of my job. I also didn't realize that there was something I could do about it. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm really thankful that I went through this rut because it prepared me for the pandemic. Okay, wait, it didn't like prepare me for the world shutting down and all the trauma surrounding the pandemic itself. Not at all. And in no way am I minimizing our worldwide pandemic. What this burnout phase of my life did prepare me for was how to care for myself and my business with the long game in mind, which is ultimately what has saved me from massive burnout and maybe even quitting my job. I'm not even kidding. Now, before you think my business escaped the impact of the pandemic totally unscathed, that is just not true. Our team had an incredibly hard year, year and a half, going on two years, and I'm honestly so proud of everyone on my team, myself included, for putting in an extra effort and making it through better than ever. 
And I'll be honest, there were a few weeks in there with managing three different lead photographer schedules and second photographers and hiring new team members and getting a new Airbnb business up and running that I did start to feel pretty exhausted and yes, even burnt out from my work. However, I learned that there's a big difference between temporary, necessary, sometimes necessary overwork leading to short-term burnout and long-term bad habits which lead to a continual cycle of burnout. So what I really want to speak to today is those long-term bad habits that will cause, or maybe they already have caused you, to be in that continuous cycle of burnout. So I'm going to share with you seven signs that this is you. You are in that long-term bad habit cycle of burnout. And then we're going to talk about what to do about it. Are you sticking with me? I hope you are because continuous cyclical burnout is a really terrible place to be as a business owner. It will lead you not only to be miserable, tired, and hate your job, but also it will affect your relationships with the people you love most in life. It will cause you to worry, be anxious, feel depressed, suck out all your energy, or all of the above. It will leave you feeling disappointed and sad about your work on a daily basis and so much more, but ultimately it's going to cause your business to fail. The upward trajectory that you thought you were on will ultimately become a rapid downward trajectory towards failure. It won't happen immediately. In fact, it could take years, but no business is sustainable with an unhealthy leader and owner. If your passion, excitement, and energy is gone, your clients eventually will be too. Wow, what a positive way to start the episode, right? (laughs) Well, I have good news for you. We have dedicated this entire episode to helping you avoid burnout or more likely than that, get out of it and get out of it fast. So first, let's talk about knowing the signs of burnout. How do you know that you're burned out? So number one, number one is that you've stopped growing. No, I don't mean you maxed out (laughs) at five foot four. I mean your personal and business growth has halted. First, let's talk about business growth. Well, honestly, considering what 2020 looked like, I really hope that this year, 2021, looked a lot better for you. But if you look at a longer term trend, what does this year look like compared to maybe 2018 or 2019? Are you on an upward trajectory to make more and more as a business, or have you flatlined or even gone backwards? Now, I know that the last two years, like I said before, are maybe not the best financial years for you, um, or maybe they were. So you can't just look at financial status when thinking about business growth, especially in the two years that we've just had. Equally as important to financial growth is the health of your business, which is also a little harder to measure than a number. Has your business become steadily healthier in the last few years? Do you have more structure, more strategy, more boundaries in place than you used to? Are you able to step back a little bit or work a little bit less, but still make the same amount of money? Have you streamlined your systems or improved your client processes? If you are answering no to most of these questions specific to thinking about the last year, then this is an indicator that your business has stopped growing. Now let's talk about personal growth. This is a little bit trickier. Have you been growing as an individual? So this might sound a little bit weird to be talking about growth as a person outside of your business on my business podcast, but when you are a small business owner, this kind of thing will directly impact your business. So how have you been growing as an individual? Have you been learning to set better work and life boundaries? 
Have you been paying careful attention to your mental and physical health and caring for yourself in an intentional way? And to give you an example of what I'm talking about, or a couple of examples, one, are you scheduling and going to your annual doctor's appointments? I know this sounds silly, but this is a really basic way that we can care for ourselves. Are you making time to reach out to that therapist who your friend recommended so you can get help? Are you prioritizing things like grocery shopping over scrolling on Instagram? Now, I'm not at all reading that list to make you feel guilty, my friend. That is not at all what this is about. And trust me, we have done more desperate Taco Bell runs in the Bjorndal family than I'm proud to admit this year. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to see the signs and know that growing as a person requires you to have the space to care for yourself. And when you're burnt out from work, caring for yourself gets a whole lot harder. So have you stopped growing? Has your business stopped growing? If those sound anything like you, you might be burnt out. Number two on my list. The second sign that you might be in a cycle of burnout is that you work more, but you're achieving less. Oh, this one hits me hard because nothing feels more terrible than working long days, but not really getting anywhere. It's interesting. This one actually is a vicious cycle. A lack of knowing how to get organized and know how to organize your time wisely can actually lead to burnout. And then once you're there, you get even less done, but spend more time trying. Not a pattern you want to be in. Trust me, I've been there. So I think that feeling of working more but achieving less can sometimes be tricky to spot because you might think you are achieving a lot just by virtue of sitting at your desk all day. But think about those most important big picture things in your business. Are those getting done? Also, again, are you working harder or more hours but you're still making the same amount of money? That's a key indicator. Or even is the ratio of hours to money not really improving for you? Here's something I wish I had learned a long time ago. As an entrepreneur, there is literally no reward for working a long day in and of itself. You always are better off if you figure out how to work less, but have the same impact. I used to feel self-conscious about this because my husband has a more traditional office job, which he absolutely loves. Not only that, but for a long time, he was compensated for overtime hours as well. So that was a huge win. So when I would sleep in later than him or work a shorter day than him, I was worried that that somehow meant that I was just being lazy and I felt like I needed to put in more time. Well, as it turns out, being efficient, productive, and fast is rewarded in the entrepreneurial world. Being able to work smarter, not harder, means that I get to sleep in a little later if I want to or go on a three-hour-long lunch date with a friend during a workday or whatever. I have more time in my day. So if you're putting in long hours on your own business day after day, but you're really not achieving more than you were when you worked less hours, this could be a sign of burnout or it could quickly lead you to be burnt out. What I want you to hear here is even if you aren't burnt out, there is no glory in putting in more hours if there are not results to show for it. So if you feel like I have in the past this guilt about like needing to be in your seat working um, for a certain amount of time every day, please just let go of that really false belief that you need to be working a certain number of hours to be productive or to be successful. Hours put in as an entrepreneur do not equal success. Working smarter, not longer is always better as an entrepreneur. 
But again, just to summarize, if you are working more and more, but there's not really any results to show for it, you're not making more money, you're not achieving or growing your business in any way, then this is going to quickly lead to burnout if you're not already burnt out. Number three on my list of signs that you are in this cycle of burnout, you're not excited to tell people about your business. So first of all, I am totally aware that we're all different. Some of us get super excited to talk about our business and others maybe don't get that excited. But I'm willing to bet at some point along the way, you were excited to tell people about what you've been working on in your business. And I don't mean like in the first few months, because I don't know about you, but it was really hard for me to put myself out there. Back then when I was just getting started, I was really insecure. That was challenging. I'm talking about when you hit a sweet spot and things were going really well, maybe for the first time. So your business was off the ground, you were making money all on your own, and you were excited about the work you were producing. And when someone asked you about your business, you were excited to share. So I don't know where you fall on that scale of being excited, but when I say this number three, you're not excited to tell people about your business, I'm talking about comparatively to how you were maybe a year ago, two years ago. Think back to how you felt when people asked you about your business a year or two ago when you would say you were in that sweet spot. Do you still feel the same way? I really hope you've experienced this feeling of being excited. And if you have, I hope you haven't lost that feeling. If you know me personally, you actually might not know just how much I love being asked about my business. But the truth is, is that I love it. I love telling people all about it. I delight in every single question a person asks. And then I get embarrassed when I realize I've been talking about it for way too long. But I remember when I was super burnt out. I hoped no one would ask about my business because when they did, I felt this pit in my stomach and then I'd feel anxious thinking about all the things going wrong, all the work I was dreading. I'd immediately just feel exhausted by this question. And it's sad because those people who were asking were the same people that had been asking a year or two before. They had seen me get excited about my business and I'm sure they could tell that that spark wasn't there when they asked later on. So can you relate to that? Have you been there? Are you there right now? Where are you right now? Are you excited to talk about your business to friends and family? Or have you lost your passion for sharing? This is very likely a sign of burnout. Number four, the fourth sign that you might be in a pattern of long-term burnout. Doing anything that requires a lot of creativity is hard. So I'm going to assume that if you're listening to my podcast, you are a creative entrepreneur, meaning that the service or product that you provide to clients requires some type of creative skill or art form, like photography, what I do. But even if you aren't, as entrepreneurs, we are constantly required to be creative, whether that be by the product or service itself that we're providing, or our creative business strategies that keep our business thriving and moving forward. But when you are burnt out, creativity is really hard. The spark starts to fizzle, the excitement is gone, and the desire to be creative is basically non-existent. This is possibly one of the worst elements for me personally of burnout because it creates a sense of guilt and disappointment and fear and imposter syndrome within me. Also, being creative is literally the best part of this job. So losing my desire for it leaves me with very little to be happy about or look forward to. And sometimes getting out of burnout also requires creative thinking, which makes matters so much worse. 
but luckily you're listening to this podcast episode so I can help you out there. So if this is you right now, can I just say, it's okay. It's okay to be burnt out. Let me just take that burden of guilt or imposter syndrome off you right now. Nobody is perfect. In fact, I think Every successful entrepreneur is going to experience burnout at some point. We entrepreneurs go hard, and sometimes we get going a little too hard, and we can't stop ourselves. Do not let the comparison game hijack your business or your life. You absolutely can make it through this cycle of burnout, and if you take the right steps, it's not going to happen again in this serious of a way, or maybe not even ever again. Let's hope that that's the case. That's what my goal is in recording this podcast episode. Being an entrepreneur is hard. Being a creative entrepreneur is harder. We're in a subjective artistic world with a literal endless supply of comparisons at our fingertips on social media. And to make it all worse, most of us use social media as a part of our marketing strategy. It really sucks sometimes, doesn't it? I just want to give you some encouragement that first of all, we all have those moments of feeling like an imposter. Every single one of us. Yes, I feel this way too, more than I like to admit. Second, if you are feeling burnt out and are struggling to be creative, it's going to be okay. In fact, it is already all right. That's something a friend of mine said to me once that's really stuck with me. It's already all right. You don't need to be super creative right now. It's all right that you're not able to be your best creative self. The most important thing right now is caring for yourself and getting unstuck. So circling back to number four, is being creative difficult for you right now? You might be burnt out. Keep listening because I am going to help. I'm going to pause from this episode for a minute to talk to you about what I think is one of the best ways to elevate your business's market position. Let me tell you about our episode sponsor, Baskin Co., If you've been following me for a while, you know that in the past, my website was a struggle. I spent hours and hours of time trying to find a great web designer, but I found that it was really hard to find someone who was willing to take a deep dive into my very specific and very real website needs. Enter Megan Baskin from Baskin Co. Baskin Co. is a modern website design and brand strategy studio that works with creative entrepreneurs like you so you can book your dream clients, increase your prices, and elevate your market position to break into the luxury market. While her website designs are absolutely stunning, BCO also specializes in creating highly strategic designs that will drive your business towards your biggest goals, which is one of the many reasons why she is the best. Megan actually cares about the why behind your website. Baskin Co. redesigned my own website, and during our big rebrand, she was the true MVP. She walked me through every step of the process, paying attention to the smallest of small details that made the biggest impact. Most BCO clients opt for a payment plan, and just for being a listener of this podcast, Megan will cover your first payment, so that means your first payment is free. Just make sure you mention Everyone Wins. So if you want a stylish website that takes your business to the next level, you can connect with Megan at baskinco.com, that's B-A-S-K-I-N-C-O.com, or on Instagram at baskin.co. Now let's get back to the conversation. Number five, you haven't achieved any big goals in six months or more. Now this one might be tricky if you haven't even been setting big picture goals for yourself in the past. 
However, I am pretty sure you are the type of person that gets excited about setting those long-term, high-achieving goals for yourself and for your business, and you've definitely set them before. So what have this past six months looked like for you? Have you achieved any major milestones? I hope the answer is yes, but if you are shaking your head no, then this might be a sign that you're burnt out. Here's why. If you've been working towards and achieving big picture goals recently, then you probably have made time for these things, which indicates you've created space in your business and your life to focus on the most important things. When you create this kind of space for yourself, you're setting yourself up for success and you're also doing one of the best things possible to avoid burnout. Sadly, most creative entrepreneurs don't prioritize those big picture goals over everything else. Maybe they set them, but they don't prioritize them. So in the end, this will many times lead to burnout. And there's a lot of reasons for that. So a key sign of burnout without even looking at the state of a person's life or business otherwise is, have you achieved a big goal in the past six months? If you haven't been working towards a big picture goal or vision, you might be burnt out. Number six on my list of ways to spot if you might be in a cycle of long-term burnout is the work you are most proud of is over a year old. All right, here we are again talking about what it's like to be a creative entrepreneur, creating work that we're proud of. I'm not at all trying to bring back that imposter syndrome right now, just so you know. And I'm sorry if that did happen. If so, rewind back a few minutes to hear my pep talk one more time. But let's talk about your very best work. Ignoring everything else ignoring everyone else. Let's talk about your best work, the work you are really super proud of. When was that produced? Because I know at some point along the way, you created something that you're super proud of. And hopefully that has been a continual pattern. So when was that best work produced? And if it wasn't in the last few months, how does it compare to your most recent work? Now I get that as artists and creatives, we don't have a perfectly linear path of how we feel about our work. Not every job is better than the next. Of course not. This is super impractical, especially because we are working with clients and a lot of what we do is heavily dependent on what they are asking us to do. But if you take a step back and you look at the big picture, are you currently at your peak? Do you have the space and time and mental energy to consistently produce work that you're really proud of? Or are you too exhausted, stressed, or unmotivated to knock it out of the park? And like we talked about before, are you not even motivated or excited about being creative? A quick sidebar, I am aware that the majority of work we do is for clients. I know I said this before, but I just want to explain a little further. Sometimes the scope of a project for a client, it doesn't allow us to do the type of work which we are going to be the most proud of. I totally get that. However... If the majority of work you're doing for clients isn't work that you love doing or are excited about, it sounds like there's still a problem, doesn't it? Working consistently with clients that aren't a great fit is a surefire way to burn out and hate your job. So anyways, I know you already know that, but still, I wanted to remind you that if you are not working with clients that you love, that's probably going to lead to burnout. So to wrap this one up, if you look at all of your recent work last six months, and you feel like it's just kind of bleh, then that is a pretty sure sign that you are burnt out, my friend. Finally, number seven, 
you have lost your why, or maybe you never had it in the first place. That's my seventh thing on the list of signs that you might be in a long-term cycle of burnout. You've lost your why. If someone asks you right now, why do you do what you do? So like, why are you a wedding photographer? Why do you shoot weddings? That's what someone might ask me. Why is this the job you have selected? And why do you do it in the way that you do? What would you say to that question? So spoiler alert here, there is no one right answer to this question. Actually, there is only truly one wrong answer. And that wrong answer is, I don't know. You cannot love your job and make lots of money doing it long term, but not know the answer to the question of why are you doing this job? You just can't. It doesn't work. It is essential for you as an entrepreneur and business owner to think through what you really want and why. And this actually goes beyond just your business. I really believe that you must get clear on what is most important and why in order to be successful as a business owner. If you're wondering exactly what I mean by successful, check out episode number 61, Four Things You Need to Believe in Order to Succeed. And I explain all of that. You can't gain momentum. You can't achieve great things. And most importantly, you can't live your best and most fulfilled life if you don't know what that life even looks like. So if you're listening right now and you don't know the answer to this question, don't freak out. You have a lot of time to figure it out and you will. But also you need to know that not knowing the answer to this question is a sign that you will burn out or that you already have burnt out. And to be clear on this one, if you are sitting there thinking, yeah, I think I know why I do my job, but you haven't really clearly defined that for yourself, if it's not written out somewhere, then you have not defined your why. And I think that's a really important thing to do. So that's number seven on my list. We're going to talk about it more. Don't worry. That was uh, just in general, a really big overwhelming list. And I am extending you a virtual hug right now for listening through all of that, especially if a lot of it is resonating with you and you're feeling sad or disappointed that this is where you're at. I really want something much better for you. And I'm hopeful that there is something better for you right on the horizon. So if this is you and you're nodding your head and saying, yes, I am burnt out right now, I want to share what you can do about it right here, right now. I have five important things for you to do. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Number one, take a deep breath and extend yourself some grace. This is number one on my list for a reason. Feeling guilty, feeling the weight of all the things you should be doing, that's not going to help you. So stop right there. Give yourself a big hug. Call a friend or family member who loves you and is your biggest fan. You can even cry if you need to. Take a deep breath. You don't need to feel guilty. You don't need to have FOMO. Leave your regrets from the past year behind you. Give yourself permission to be disappointed and then move on. Owning a business is a journey and you just went through some dark valleys. That sounds cheesy, but I really do mean this. Whether or not you realize it, this has been an opportunity to learn, to grow, and to be a better version of yourself, not just for yourself, but for others. I mean, if I hadn't gone through significant cycles of burnout myself, would I be here right now recording this episode? No way. And you don't even need to have a concrete learning moment to hold on to, just so you know. So don't feel guilty about that either. That's not the point. One thing for sure is true. It's time to move on and come out of that dark valley. 
Here is the next thing you need to do. And I want you to listen so closely to this one because I've shared it before. If you're a regular listener, I don't want you to miss it because you think you've already heard it. To get out of burnout, you have to get clear on your personal vision, your ideal life. This is so, so important. This current situation is not what you want, but what do you want? The more intentional you can be about carefully considering where you want to go, what is your ideal life situation, what does that look like, then the more likely you are to actually live that ideal life. If you don't know where you're headed, you are never going to get there. I can promise you that. This is something that I am incredibly passionate about. And I'm passionate about it because it was a game changer for me to define a personal vision. And I know a lot of you have heard me talk about this a lot on the podcast, but I want to share an analogy that I haven't shared before on this show about what it felt like before I had a personal vision and after. So here we go. Not having a personal vision felt like I was running around and around and around in a maze thinking that I was on a racetrack. I had put my head down. And I was just running as fast as I could, but I had no idea what the finish line even looked like, let alone how to get there. I just assumed I was on a racetrack. Creating a personal vision statement was like someone said to me, hey, look up. You got to decide where you want to go. What's absolutely crazy is that I thought I knew where I was going. When I started the business, I was just trying to get into the race. It didn't matter how long or short it was or where it was headed. I just knew I wanted in. It looked good. So I started running. Along the way, I saw people running right next to me or just ahead of me. These are my fellow business owners and competitors or maybe even some people I looked up to. Sometimes I'd follow right at their heels. They had it all together, right? That's what it looked like. So I followed them. I'd be bound to hit the finish line at some point, right? So as soon as I looked up, as soon as I paid attention to my personal vision, I wrote that out and defined it, I realized that I'd been spinning my wheels or running in circles to stick with this metaphor. I also realized I didn't have to do that anymore. I could choose my final destination. And surprise, it was actually pretty different than the other people in the race. To go one step further with this metaphor, if that's not too much of a stretch for you, I realized that I actually wasn't in a race, a competition at all. It's actually simply a journey, and I get the pleasure of planning out my own route, on my own time, in my own way, to my chosen destination. I get so excited talking about this because I hope you can see the difference between feeling like you're running a race, you're never quite getting where you want to go, and understanding that you're on a journey that you can enjoy every step of the way, those are two totally different realities. And so when I was able to take a step back and see that my life and my business were worth enjoying every step of the way, rather than trying to run this rat race of comparing myself to others and get to this kind of moving target of a destination Two different realities and two totally different experiences. The minute I had that personal vision in place, I could enjoy every single day. And don't get me wrong, not every day in business is the best day ever. But with that perspective and mindset that I'm on a journey that's worth enjoying, most of my days really and truly working in my business 
are fantastic. I love this journey of entrepreneurship. So if this hasn't clicked for you in the past, why a personal vision is so important, I really hope that it does now. I hope that word picture helped you understand what a personal vision can do for you if you don't already have one. And if you are wondering, well, okay, that sounds great, but how do I even create a personal vision for myself? I don't want to be in the rat race anymore. I'm ready to live my best and most ideal life and enjoy that journey. I have really great news for you. I just updated my free personal vision statement guidebook. Like I really went all out to make this new version a hundred times better than the original. So even if you downloaded my guidebook in the past and have completed that workbook to create a personal vision, definitely check out this new version. Maybe update what you've created so far. There is no better time to complete this guidebook and create a personal vision than the start of a new year. The holidays are coming up and this guidebook can also act as a reflection guide for you as you look back on 2021 and a guide to New Year's resolutions. This is like where it all starts. So I'm really excited about that and I would love for you to check it out. You can find that at hannahbjorndahl.com vision. And again, it's my new updated guide of how to create your own personal vision statement. I am so excited about that. It's totally free. I will link it in the show notes. Feel free to pause the episode and go download that now or come back for it later. And if you do download it and complete it, I'd love for you to send me your own personal vision statement um, through a DM or you can email me, info at hannahbjorndahl.com. I'd love to hear what you've written. Okay, so now I have some more tips for you to get out of this burnout rut. But you've got to know where you want to go if you want to get out of where you are now. So assuming you've thought about that, the next step is to make a plan, a roadmap. Where do you want to go in 2022? Before you get overwhelmed at the thought of this, Remember, you've done the work, or you're going to do the work shortly, of getting clear on your big picture vision for your life. And so from here, you can make a plan for your business, and it really doesn't have to be that complicated. I'll get you started. What are two or three essential big picture things you want to accomplish in 2022 to move towards your vision? I'm talking really big picture here. Is it adding a team member to delegate, increase capacity, and grow? Is it saying no to certain types of projects to make room for ideal clients? Is it simply getting a website up and running so people can find you and hire you? Think about the most important things you have to accomplish next year and then write those down. From there, create a couple sub-goals for each thing that will ensure that you are successful at reaching those big picture essentials. Assign a due date to each one. Now I want you to go into your Google Calendar or however you keep track of your calendar and dates, and I want you to block off one entire day for every single month of next year, a full day. This is going to be your dedicated big picture day. Put it in big, bold letters, and then I want you to DM me on Instagram with those dates to make it official. Now someone other than you knows that you're committing to make the big picture of your business a priority next year. I'm proud of you for that. Friend, if you do not plan for it, it's not going to happen. So plan for it now before anything else can get in your way or be put on your calendar and stay committed. Are you worried that you will ditch big picture day? Here's a few things you can do. Number one, get out of your home office or house and do this someplace comfortable that you enjoy. So like a favorite coffee shop might be ideal. Turn your phone on silent or on airplane mode for the whole day. Stay off social media and don't open your email. You've got to commit to those things. It's going to be hard the first time you do this and you might fail. That's okay. But with practice, this is actually going to be a crucially important day for you each month. So number two, Go in with a plan of what you're going to work on. 
Use your first big picture day to simply plan out the rest of your days for the year if you need to. Attach little action steps to each of those bigger goals and then work off of that list each month. If you think of things throughout the month that you want to add to that that are important, just add that to one single note or Google Doc so that you can reference it on your big picture day. Number three, set rewards for yourself along the way for hitting those goals and enjoy your success. This will help motivate you and keep you on track. Big picture day is like my favorite day of the month. I get to leave the day-to-day work behind and dream big. It's awesome. And to be honest, A lot of my days at this point are more big picture days, but having that dedicated day to really look at the roadmap for my business, the really big business plan versus just kind of working on it here and there, that's something that I get to look forward to now. Hopefully for you too, this isn't the only day of the month where you're working towards those big picture goals, but even if it is, that's okay. You're spending time on what is most important regularly which is going to make such a difference in avoiding burnout long-term and building a business and life you're proud of. Wow, that was a lot today, wasn't it? My greatest hope is that you're listening right now and you're feeling filled with encouragement, equipped with an actionable next step, completing that personal vision guidebook. It's gonna help you in pulling you out of this rut and getting you on track to live a healthy, fulfilling life. I'm really happy that you joined me today. If you're listening and you just really have resonated with everything I've been sharing and you want to get out of that rut, but you need a little extra help, I want to let you know about something that I am doing that's new. In 2022, for the very first time, I'm teaching a step-by-step class for a very small group of business owners, which is going to guide you through creating an effective action-focused business plan for the new year. Again, it's a small program because it's the first time I'm doing it, so I really want to be able to invest deeply in the people who are participating, but it will include live coaching with me, a lot of free resources and guided activities, and a private networking group for you and your fellow classmates. So uh, again, first time for me to do this. Uh, Up until now, I've only worked with business owners one-on-one, so I'm really excited about it because it's going to allow you to have a super hands-on experience getting intentional with your business plans so that you can get to where you want to go. The program has a wait list right now. So that is the group I will be reaching out to first before the class officially opens up to claim those first few seats. If it fills up before I officially launch, then I'm not even going to open it to the public. So if you're excited about this and you want to learn more and potentially be a part of it, you can sign up for that wait list at hannahbjorndahl.com slash waitlist. So this is not for everyone, but you can learn more when you go to that link. It's also linked in the show notes and get on the wait list if you think it might be a good fit. It is such a joy for me to talk with you every week on this podcast and share what I've learned in my business, what's helps me be um, the best business owner possible, what's helped me live my best and most fulfilled life. I post new episodes every single Wednesday on this podcast, Everyone Wins. So if you haven't already subscribed to get that delivered right to you, go ahead and do that in your podcast app. And if you love this podcast and haven't already left us a review, please leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. The reviews that you leave mean so much to me and have really encouraged me to keep posting these episodes. One last thing, if you want to connect with me, I love hearing from you. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Hannah Bjorndahl or you can email me info at hannahbjorndahl.com. I'd love to chat with you one-on-one about just about anything. So shoot me a message and we can start chatting. I hope you have a great week 
and I'll see you next time.